this affects you the same way that it's affecting me. Take a listen into a conversation that we were having. So you actually could get paid. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Oh my god. Yeah. This whole time. So so I got something else too. So like I show you off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I show you off camera where where you can like monetize it. No, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, are, are you monetizing anything else? I'm just getting into that. That's why I'm like, what? like, like became a huge fan of what you were doing. Oh man, appreciate because that. I've been doing this all wrong for 20 years. What, like the social media? I've been making all my money behind the chair. Everything. Yeah. Everything behind the chair. I mean that's a that's a challenge itself. Yeah. But like you said, there's easier ways of making money. Yeah. And it's like I spent I spent so many years watching other people doing it, but never understood it because I'm too busy behind the chair. Right. You know. Exactly. And and don't have time to really dive into that. Yeah, that's the thing too. That's why I went up on my prices for the same reason. Yeah, where you go to? Say it again. Uh, what did you go up to? Well, right now I'm at sixty, and mm-hmm. then uh, with the beard is a hundred, eyebrows ten, wow. enhancements ten. Wow, Even with the shears, the shears is a whole like, it's a whole another skill. Yeah. You got to part the, the, the yeah. hair, and it's like it's too much. Yeah. yeah. It's like I got to charge you another ten. Yeah. So, so tell me what what, young Jesse. <laughs> What was young Jesse doing? Like at what, 25? 25. When you first come in the industry, oh, like, for, like, like, what was that Jesse like in the barbershop? First coming off in the industry, well, you know, when you're young, you're reckless. So I was doing, I was doing my thing, mm-hmm. trying to get money however I could. Yeah. I even had the warehouse job, you know, was a forklift driver doing that t- 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. Then coming off out of there, and then I would go straight to the shop, like at six o'clock. Mm. Cut hair until like what midnight. Do it all over again the next day, you know. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting fired from there, um, and you know, I pointed out, but they didn't do it right. So I filed an uh, unemployment. I got that, and I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time for me to go. Go to school, you know, get get my L's, get myself right. Right, right. Because we all cutting hair, like most of us <clears> were cutting hair without without your license. It was just yeah. like, well, this is a side job, you know. Like, yeah, I'm glad you called it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then it was funny because one of my guys, he was like, hey, I could get you a job, like at $20. At, at that time, it was it was great, $20. It's probably, it's probably like 35 now, you know, yeah. double that. I'm talking about like 10 years ago. And I was like... Man, you know, I, I really want to see if I could, like, fully become a barber. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go to school. I'm, I'm like, you know, I appreciate that respectfully, but I'm going to have to decline. Yeah. And then yeah. I went and did the whole school thing. And I had a kid, you know, I had a girl apartment, so it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. So going from 6 to 12, like, what kind of barber was you? Was it a speed barber where you was getting... As many as you can? Man, dude, uh, I've always been a slow barber. Always been slow, always, really? They used to call me Mopad. <laughs> That's how slow. Like, I'll take a good hour, an hour and a half. Sometimes even two hours, bro. I was that slow. Yeah. But 
I, I always thought, you know, like I was being a perfectionist, so I, I just wanted to get it down right. Yeah. I was trying to do every haircut the best I could. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So but you still slow now? I'm a little quicker, okay. you know, <laughs> but not two hours. Sometimes yeah. it takes an hour and a half. Okay. Like I like with the whole beard and enhancements. And I like to conversate with my clients too. It's like their family, you know? Yeah. So they come in and we, we chit chat, we kick it. Mm -hmm. But when I'm behind or I'm in a hurry, like, hey, bro, like today we ain't talking. That <laughs> sounds straight up. Like, we ain't talking today. Like, just look look straight. Right. Don't move. Right. Don't be on your phone. Like, we got to get you out fast today. So yeah. they, they respect that. They, they know that, you know, most of the time I'm there to hear them out and they can vent. Yeah. It's a relationship, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you do the same thing. Mm hmm I try to. How fast, how fast are you with your cuts? I mean, when I was younger, it was about competing. So it was like 15, 20 minutes at that time until I realized that was like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. But now, like, I pace myself. Um, just a straight haircut is uh, about 30 minutes. Um, if I'm doing haircut and beard, 45. Um, with enhancements, shampoo, style, and all that, about an hour. Um Sweet. I mean, I can do it in 45 minutes, but I try to like, I try to pace myself because I do long hours and because I just, you know, my work habits are starting to catch up with me now. So I have to slow myself down because uh, I'm not, you know, I can't work myself like that and not be in the gym and have a terrible diet and be trying to overwork myself. It's not going to work. I feel like I do, <clears throat> like I do get more tired when I work quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you, you just... Exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and then, then you know, you get towards like the end of the day, and then you have that. I don't really care, and I don't want to be like that. <laughs> like I don't want to be like I'm doing just good enough. Yeah. You know, I. But <clears throat> I try to pace myself like probably thirty minutes. So, so when I'm working, I do um, ten minute intervals. So I work in 10-minute interviews. That means that I'm working on a specific task for 10 minutes straight. After that, I switch to something else. So the first 20 minutes of my haircut, I am not looking for a perfection at all. I'm looking to just rough it out. Mm. And then the last 10 minutes, that's when I'm detailing. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much how I pace myself. Um what I am interested in, before I ask you this next question, is um, what made you reach out to me? Today? Mm -hmm. I just see you like, okay, so I've been looking for people, see if anybody wants to do a podcast. And I don't know, like, I, I couldn't find anybody, you know, like, really? I wasn't really looking like that, though. I was just yeah. kind of like, here and there, I'd be like, hey, you, you want to go on? do a podcast or something and then they'd be like yeah yeah we'll, we'll see you know and I was just like ah whatever I just brush it off mm -hmm. and then and then I seen that video that you posted today and I was like that's exactly what I'm I, I know he'll be down <laughs> I, I just know he will be down so let me hit him up see, see where he's up to, up to today hopefully he can do it today who knows maybe maybe, yeah. maybe it'll happen and now we're here you know yeah so what interest do you have in podcasting and doing, like, we're barbers, right? Yeah. 
Most people think like the one they already think that it's just you you barber. That's all. That's all that you do. That's it's kind of like an insult, right? But then you have the audacity to want to do something other than just cut hair. Like, what's going on in your mind? Like when it comes to the way you present yourself on social media, and now wanting to do podcasts, it seems like Jesse Elite sees this industry and what you do as a profession, as a professional, as more than just oh, I'm just cutting hair. For sure, because I feel like my page, and I, and I know a lot of people feel the same way that I do, is they don't have a face to it, they don't have a personality, it's just, mm-hmm. they just see your hands and a bunch of other dudes in your, in your chair getting haircuts. Mm-hmm. But if you want to build a brand, you got to know, you got to show the people who you really are. Yeah. You got to show them your personality. So every flaw that we have is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what separates you from everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, I just want to be out there just be me and and this is what companies look for look for when they're trying to um, hire somebody and represent their brand is like who are you as a person yeah so yeah. that's that's why I've been you know trying to put a mic in front of my in front of my face more often so that like you said feel more comfortable and find my voice yeah and have everybody that could relate to my personality and be like hey you know what I feel the same way he does mm-hmm. and I'm the same way he is yeah so now they're relating at another level, and now you're just bringing another flow of um, people supporting you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So, like, we come from the same city. We do a lot of the same stuff. How did you get into this concept of branding? The whole branding thing? Uh, it just started with, like, getting views and then trying to reach out to companies, and they were just rejecting, you know, they didn't see your potential, they didn't, they didn't believe in you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool, you know, then I believe in me, so I'm just gonna go ahead and build my own brand. And then I started seeing the power behind it. It's like, okay, well, when you have followers and you, and you have views, mm-hmm. that means you can sell something. So if, if you're not selling anything, and you're just gathering up followers and getting a bunch of views, then you're really missing out on this other opportunity that you could potentially be making more income. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not taking full advantage of all these aspects, then you're really cutting yourself short. Right, right. So you should be selling something, even if you don't have the following for it. You don't need a lot of followers to make money. You just know how to, need to know how to market yourself properly, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you could, if you, if you could, we already know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Since we get people in our chair, like we have to talk to them. Yeah. So we already got that out the way. So we, now we got to do is just be like, hey, you know, support my brand. Here's my shirt, whatever it is that you're selling. Yeah. And most of the time they will support you. Yeah. Yeah, so just it seems like as I mean, I know what branding is. I know what marketing is. But we in the city where it's like only three out of ten people is gonna be talking this way. Like what was it something that happened in the shop where you at a conference where you were you at a, a networking event where you started learning this concept of personal brand and then and, and then and then like monetizing or was that something from your upbringing like what what was that start where it was just like okay this can't just be about cutting hair was it a period of burnout was it you know what was it for you I think it was all of the above like you said 
I was burned out. I got to a point where I was booked all day. Mm-hmm. And I lost my motivation. Like, I was just like, I even told my, my, my girl not too long. Actually, I told her, it was a while back. Mm-hmm. I had told her at one point, I was like, I don't even know if I want to keep cutting hair anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then she looked at me and she was like, dang, you, you're that serious about that. I was like, I don't know, man. I just feel like I lost my motivation. Like, mm-hmm. could, I could be doing something else. So I got to that point, and then I was like, you know what? Let me just, just try different things. Let me make videos. That's when um, videos started popping off on Instagram. Yeah. So then everything that's new on social media, if you catch it early on, it was going to work faster and it's going to work to your advantage because the whole algorithm thing. Yeah. So then I started posting videos, and it just, like, boosted my motivation again. And I was like, damn, all my videos are going viral. And then I realized, like, hey, just because it's, new, it's old to me doesn't mean that it's old for everybody else. Like, the way you cut hair, people haven't seen the way you cut hair, so then they're interested, you know? Yeah. And if you, they could learn something off of you, then you just provide a value. Yeah. So then you got a new follower, you got new supporters. Like, damn, I just, I'm learning off this dude, and he's giving me free gems for free. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I follow him? Yeah. And if you could deliver the message even crispy and clear, then it's a lot easier to understand. And audio is always better than video, so that's mm-hmm. why I'm trying to get more into audio and, and podcasts because if yeah. you can deliver a message clear, then your value just skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah. What's crazy is that, so I feel like I've always been ahead, but had no idea what to do. I've been, lis- I've been listening to podcasts for... least 15 16 years damn for real i've been messing around with cameras even longer than that and i'm just now seeing that that there's value in in it like it's just like for whatever reason i think what happened with me was when i didn't get a lot of support from my family you know my background is music so, mm. so my family felt like I should have focused on music and, you know, playing whether it's keyboard or organ. And when they found out that I was doing hair, they was like, why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> so I spent most of my career trying to prove them wrong. And... Dug myself right into a hole. Dug myself into a hole where I can't move. I can't even enjoy it. I don't even have the option to say I'm burnt out because I have a family that's dependent on me. So it doesn't matter if I'm burnt out. It doesn't matter. I just got to push push through it. <coughs> but I felt like I felt like I'm on the end of it where because I'm naturally introverted and I'm naturally like to myself and I didn't have that community, even, even though I work, you know, work for years with many, with dope barbers. Right. You know, when I got married, the whole shot was in my wedding with the exception of one barber. <laughs> so the whole shot was in my wedding. And, but I still was alone where messing around with cameras, I'm getting into audio books, I'm listening to podcasts, and I was never able to see 
any value in me being able to do something with it until just recently. So now I'm going through this period of time where I feel like, man, I missed a window of opportunity. But then when I got a chance to follow you and I started watching, because I actually heard about you from my god brother. He was the one that told me uh, to, to just start checking you out. And then I saw you had a class going on. I decided, because I'm always supporting, like, I support everybody. Like, this, and you had the class, and then you had to reschedule, and then we talked on the phone. It was like I was instantly energized just off the conversation because I felt like we didn't talk about nothing, like, spectacular. We were just talking about cameras and class and rescheduling. But it was such a, like, a dope, like a dope connection. Like, like, and then I went to the class and the gems you was dropping. I feel sorry for everybody that missed out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and and even, even the people that was there, I was kind of scoping the room to see if they really understood just, just those nuggets that you was putting down that, like, you sped up my content creating process by at least at least 30 minutes. Wow. At least 30 minutes. Because it was just like certain things I was just missing over that I was just like, man, that's a dope idea. But I felt like <clears throat> a lot of people weren't ready. Like, that were at the class. I think it was just maybe I had to break it down. See, I had to do it to, like, realize that because a lot of people, it, it just went. It was too much. It was too much information. Mm-hmm. And I needed to do like more of a beginner class because yeah. I, th I think I went too strong. Yeah. Where like, if you don't know about videography, it was just like, what? <laughs> what? Right. ISO who? <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. And it was like, um, you know, I kept, I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm quiet. I keep to myself. I kind of just kind of watch. But in my mind, I was thinking like, this dude made cutting hair fun again for me. Cause now it was like, I just want to cut hair so I can get it on camera. Yes, you see, <laughs> and then just create something with it. One hundred percent. And then the client that you was cutting the same dude. Now you get to make a video. Now it's mm -hmm. all interesting. Like, oh, yeah. I gotta make a video on this guy. I gotta make a video now. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then it was like I was ready to go. And then I got back down again because then <clears> it was just like. The one thing that 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 you dropped, that I don't even think it was supposed to be a part of the class. You were talking about about um, a brand reaching out to you, uh, you know, with like a contract or whatever. And I think your wife, something like that. She looked over it to make sure everything matched up. And I was like, wait a minute, there's a whole nother side of this that I'm completely missing out on, and. Then I started really, really watching what you post, how you post, the consistency and how and how you do it, how it was curated, different things that you were trying. And I was just like, there's no way I can do this with the work schedule that I do. Because it didn't look like you was behind a chair every day like how I am. No, definitely not. <laughs> it just can't be, bro. Yeah. It's so, like almost impossible. So you indirectly taught me so much stuff you have no idea that you did that. You have no idea that I'm watching like, okay, <clears throat> for me to get to the point where I can really take social media serious, start monetizing all that stuff, 
I have to create time in my schedule to be able to cre- actually create. And that was one of the things that I just felt like Eighty percent of the class, they're gonna go there. They're gonna get good information, and then it's gonna fade away because they're trying to take the information and see how they can fit it into their current business. And you, you indirectly showed me that, without saying it, like I can't do business the way I've been doing it, and I appreciated that. That was I, the whole point. <laughs> I appreciated like. <clears throat> Like just opening up my eyes for an opportunity to see that there's so much money we're leaving on the table. And it's not crowded because like we were talking about earlier, everybody has their own different voice. They have their own different perspectives. So certain brands that may reach out to you, there's another brand that that might fit better for me. Like it's it's so it's so much out here because yeah. Me, I'm on, you know, I know we're talking now, but, and I haven't said this, but Barbershed is, is a, a, a community of barbers that's geared towards helping overworked, overwhelmed, undervalued barbers to navigate through and out of burnout. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's what I do. Like, I help talk that guy from jumping off the ledge. I like coming up with strategies creatively to help them navigate. And um, and I feel like even to do that, I can't keep working the way I'm working. So when you told me you went up to 60 for the cut and uh, another 40 for the beard, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to go up. <laughs> I'm going to have to go up. And, and, and you know, I, I, I charge, you know, you know, sixty-five, seventy right now, and that's for the for, for the cutting beard. And yeah, I'm doing it in forty-five minutes, whatever. But I don't have my time. I don't have, I don't have time to be in the gym. I need to. <laughs> um, I'm not eating right. <clears throat> yeah, eating and, when you're cutting hair. That that's a mission alone. Yeah. So what the, I went on this long tangent and started talking because I feel like one thing we don't do, Chicago has this reputation that we don't support one another. 100%. We have this reputation of like everybody just think better. So I went on that long rant to just pay homage to you, give you a flower, just thank you for the stuff. You have no idea that you were even doing. You were just being yourself. And I appreciate that. And I want that to be on camera <clears> documented <throat> that, yes. Chicago barbers support one another. Yeah, it happens. It <laughs> rarely happens. Should be happy more often. Yeah. Remember, you remember the whole thing where, like, I think it was more back in the day when barbershops used to beef on each other. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of died out now. Yeah. But it was it was definitely a thing, you yeah. know? Like, oh, they're down the block. Yeah, we don't get along with them. We don't, we don't talk to them, you know? Yeah, I, I I was part of the petty crew at one point in time. <laughs> I, think, I think it's kind of like a gang thing, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. it's just the Chicago thing. I don't know. People always just want to, like, find reasons not to like each other. Right. Right. And, and there's it, so many more reasons that we, 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 we actually got so much in common. Right? And, it's, and there's so many more reasons that if we just give it a chance, we'd be like, man, I really like bro. I, I really like this dude. Right? 
Like, <clears throat> you know, one of the things this past holiday season, I'm watching one of your videos, and I'm like, man, Jesse always coming with them guards. You know, I'm a clip off cone guy. <laughs> He always comes with them cones. Like, <laughs> he needs to pick up that cone. He can, <laughs> he can speed up if he just pick up that cone. I was tired one day. I did not feel like I did not feel like cutting. I was just like, you know what? I just watched Jesse cut. Let me use his method, <laughs> bro. That's part of my arsenal right now when I need no to catch kidding. up. <laughs> wow. Hey, you do me a favor on the on the back of the camera. Can you press that start stop button? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so as as part of my arsenal now, like when I'm tired and I need to like catch up, or if I'm tired and I don't really feel like being like super creative, I use your methods because it's like you're gonna get the same results every single time. Definitely, I I could be tired, sad, <laughs> angry, yeah. running my shop, mm -hmm. frustrated. Hung over, yeah, and it's still gonna come out the same. Yeah, that's dope. And and like I said, I've been doing it. I've been so I'm a clipper over comb guy, right? And I'm just always just showing off skill level. Some sometimes for fun, I will cut with just my trimmers, just for fun. Just because you can. Yeah, killing myself. Why? Why am I? This is stupid. <laughs> like now, what would have been a better idea to turn that camera on? Yes. And film it. Yeah. Because not everybody can do what you do. Right. And how you do it. And I completely missed that. It completely went over my head that I, I never thought to do it. Because we always got to remember, like, just because it's old to us and it's repetitive, this is new. Yeah. To everybody else. Yeah. Especially to those barber students. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the old heads are stuck in their ways and going to be like, <laughs> oh, I can't learn anything from this dude. Oh, he's using guards. Right. Right. But... There's going to be a, a whole group of people who are going to be like, I yeah. like the guards. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to get bashed for the I still do. I get bashed <laughs> for using so many clippers. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Like, every clipper cuts different. Yes. Yes. The fade comes out better. I don't, not better, different. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Different. When, when I incorporate different clippers for different sections, mm -hmm. it's like, damn, the fade just came out different. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I use the same method. Mm -hmm. But if I use one clipper for the same meth, it's going to come out different. And if I use uh, Andes and the wall mixed, it's just, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I don't make these rules. It just happens. <laughs> it just, so, it just so, happens. So, I mean, it's gonna, barbers are going to watch this. So they're going to want to know about clippers and haircuts. Like, what's your favorite clipper? I think that if I really had to pick one. It would have to be the Masters, Corded, Corded Masters. The Corded Masters. That's a yeah. good choice. That's, I, I think it's because I'm more old school. Yeah. I don't care about the weight. Mm -hmm. The only thing I would say, it does get hot. Yeah. And you have to have your Masters uh, calibrated correctly mm -hmm. for it to hit the hardest. Otherwise, it's going to feel like it's clogged. Do you do more than just modify the, the tab? The the blade? Or what do you mean? Yeah, like uh, I don't have my masters out, but the <clears> little tab that's on like the back of it that you've been back. Do you do more than just that? Oh yeah, you have to like take the lid off, and then there's screws in there, right? Mm -hmm. And if you twist some of those screws, you reset the whole clipper. Mm -hmm. And you know sometimes you can't zero gap a masters, mm -hmm. 
So you 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 once you reset everything, you're able to really serial gap it. Yeah. So when you when you adjust all of that, then you reset the side of it. Yeah. It has like two little holes. Mm-hmm. So you you got to turn it all the way. Like uh, you got to tighten it all the way, and then you start to loosen it up until it doesn't make that really loud noise. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. And once you get it to that point, that means that. Your, your master should be hitting hard and you try to stop the blade the, the moving blade yeah if you if you try to stop and it's going yeah. and it's tearing up your skin that means that yeah yeah they're good it's now. ready <laughs> and then you look at it you're like oh man this is like so, over serial gap i gotta like bring down time ty- I'm, I'm, I'm like picturing my mind like a couple of guys that i know that's gonna watch this and i'm like what are you talking about like the cordless masters don't do that it's like no you no. gotta you gotta have the one with the that's cord. a different motor that's yes why. <laughs> That's why I was upset when they, they came out with the cordless. I was like, "This is not the same thing." Right. It just it looked pretty. It's good. It's a good clipper. Like yeah. it's a beast. It eats very well. But I, I see it more like a wall. It's not yeah. really. It's not really a master's. Yeah. yeah. The one that comes close to it is the the Ulster. Uh, what is it? The classic. Uh, the fast feeds. The fast feeds. The fast yeah. feeds. Yeah. Do you do you <clears throat> think that the, the cordless fast feeds are different? Than the quarter ones? For sure. Yeah, I do too. Uh, for sure. And that lever extends very, very wide. Yeah. yeah. Right? It goes up to like almost a one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm surprised. Yeah. I think I still like the corded fast feeds though. Me too. Them, them my, if I had to pick just one clipper only, it would be those. Th- those, those are a great choice. It would, it would, it would be those. That would be my second choice. But Literally. I would have to modify it though. You have to. Yeah, I have to modify. Because if you don't put that um, the moving blade, the, the white one, yeah, it's not going to be serial gapped, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like my stuff serial gapped. Yeah. So the so I modify it slightly different. There's a little piece <clears throat> in the inside. I use a mm. a tool. Oh, you old school for real? <laughs> yeah, I use a tool and I have to. This part I don't want to say on camera, but. <laughs> Just like um, I know what you're talking about with the with the modifying of, of like the masters, and it was just like Jesse Parkin, put this on camera, <laughs> put that modification on camera, like um, trying to be be um, a little a little discreet in certain areas because I just feel like you know sometimes holding back just a little bit because I mean some some people would assume that oh Jesse only you know he only popular because he know how to work social media but mm-hmm. I'm but one I watched the way you cut and the way you're talking about those masses I know like no no I know what I'm talking Jesse I know how to cut yeah so um, I think mostly fade you know with yeah. the shears I'm okay with the shears yeah Back in the day, like we used to be like, oh, getting shears. We don't, we don't do shears. Mm. I used to be one yeah. of those barbers, you know. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't do shears. Yeah. Have you run into that where somebody just assumed that, you know, you're only popular because of what you do on social media, and they question whether or not you can really cut? Have you run into that? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, not really. I, I guess I, I put in, I post enough videos to, to, to actually show. Yeah. To actually like. But you get flack about the guards, though, right? Yeah, I mean, people are always gonna find something, right? They're gonna <laughs> to complain about and right. to try to like devalue you, right? That, that's right. just like, oh well, you know, uh, one thing that, couple things that they say, 
use too many clippers. Mm-hmm. I could do it quicker. Mm-hmm. I could do it one clipper. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you use guards. But here's the thing: when they say, "Oh, I could, I could do that in one clipper," a real barber would do it in a clipper. One, <laughs> All right, I, I a real barber. When have you heard your clients say, "Oh, how many clippers are you gonna use?" <laughs> You're going to use, oh, no, nah, you can't cut my hair. Right. Oh, you know what? I'm going to pay right. you less because you're using one, more than one clipper. Right. They don't care. Right. They're not going to care. Right. And I think I think too many barbers, like, we, you know, and I've, I've definitely fallen into that category where it's just like we're working behind the chair to appease other barbers and not for the client. Like, if we was focused on the client, solely on the client, some of these comments would never bother us. Because yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It used to bother me at first, you know, because, like, when you first start getting bashed and people t- talking smack about you in the beginning, I, you don't have tough skin. Yeah. But once after a while, you're just like, man, I, I heard it all. Yeah. I think that's probably why I haven't really put myself out there. Because one of my methods, I like cutting wet hair. And I know that's, like, some probably people probably think that that's odd. Like, I like wetting down the hair. You know, I'm doing the mostly curly way, uh, curly and wavy hair. And a couple people that seen me do it, it was like, why would you do that? And those are the things that's going to help you grow the most. Mm-hmm. When people can't really relate to you, they're going to, like, talk smack and they're going to, Show other people. You see, this guy's doing. Look at him. <laughs> oh, I could do better than that. Yeah, and I and I always feel like if I put something out, I'm um, I'm responsible for it, right? So so if I make a a statement, if I put up a post, and somebody comment, I almost feel obligated to like respond. But I seen um, the comment that you wrote to uh, Jay Ruff, like Jay Ruff, uh, the guy that I posted this morning. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, about responding to every DM and all that stuff, and about like if you did that, you wouldn't have a life, bro. <laughs> I get what he was saying. Yeah, but it's like, I guess I couldn't relate, and yeah. I had I had to say something, you know. Yeah, like I just can't relate to that. Right. It sounded nice. Yeah. It was very clear. He, you know, he, he said it perfectly, but it was like, man, I just, I, I can't do that. Yeah. So I, I was gonna scroll out, and I was like, "No, I gotta, I gotta say something." You gotta say something. It's yeah. not that I'm going against him, right. or, or you know, or disagreeing with him, or saying that he's wrong. It's just like for my case, it just wouldn't, it just didn't match. Yeah, <laughs> and like he said, like you got three hundred. I'm not even gonna point out that you got three hundred thousand followers <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I have to commend you on that because that's like really, really dope, but. In, in, in moving in that direction, do you feel like, I think I know what your answer is going to be. I just want you to say it on camera. Do you think the 300,000 followers on Instagram alone made you who you are or you always been who you are? I think it uh, helped me mold myself into who I am now mm-hmm. because I used to think that, you know what, I'm cold. I'm thinking I'm capping. Mm-hmm. I reached my full potential. And then when I really like started recording myself and getting judged and starting to see like other people cutting hair, it, it really humbled me down. I was like, 
okay, well, you know what? The camera's not lying. Yeah. I started to see other fades. Like, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Oh, it's not. Okay. And then I was just like, okay, now that I'm editing my stuff, I started to see flaws, you know? And then actually, I actually got better. Yes. Just from recording my stuff and editing it. I was like, man, I, I think I need to improve in this area, fix this. And, you know, like, I started seeing mistakes for real. Yeah. Because there's some things that you just can't see it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like how they say there's a, a third eye, the mirror's a third eye with the camera's a fourth That's eye. That's definitely a fourth eye. Definitely. I and, agree. And then the lighting is like, you don't know how important lighting is. Yeah. And it's not just for recording. Like, if you have good lighting, you're going to do a better haircut. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can't overexpose it either because then now you're just creating glare and you're not going to be able to see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so if you can yeah. see it properly, like, you do a better job. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And I've seen that you improved your lighting by far because now you got a bunch of filter light everywhere. Yeah. So I know your, your haircuts, you probably even got faster. Mm-hmm. When, when I when I stopped cutting with that ring light and I stopped putting my lights at 100% and just kind of... So, so this room, I mean, they can't see this on camera, but how I did this room was to get all that light to bounce off this white wall, right? So I just get this nice soft light here. The bottom half here, it being white, I get this nice soft light that come here so I don't get those shadows in my fade. Mm-hmm. Once I started, it, I feel like just photography and video just made everything better. Like, <laughs> um, from, you know, being able to see it on on the screen, you're able to see all those faint lines that you can't see. And then just, um, I just felt like Cutting hair for content just made it just fun all over again. Like, just, it's fun. I, f- I feel like I want clients that want to be a little more adventurous. All of my guys are kind of like, they they get what they get, you know, and it's cool. But um, I feel like. I missed out on the opportunity of growth because I hadn't put myself out there and allowed myself to go through that process of being uh, scrutinized and judged. I think if I would have did that early on, I I, I would be much better. I think um, if I wasn't so isolated to myself and had community around me, that would have helped out. But um, what do you say to like that guy that's that kind of like talks like me and I feel like it's too late. I don't think it's too late. <laughs> I don't think it's too late. I just think you just got to get started. Yeah. Yeah. Then you said that, okay, well, you know, your your clients are not that. They get basic haircuts, right, basically? Mm-hmm. That's, those are the haircuts that most of the people get on a daily basis, so that's going to help them the most. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to come in and ask color and all this style, like, that's mostly at hair shows. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. You know, like, that's that's very creative. But to me, like, what I get more out of views, out of a content, is sometimes the most basic one. Like, yeah. the one on the side. Yeah. 
for, for like a lawyer. And some <laughs> people would be like, damn, that's a dope, classic, simple haircut. Yeah. Everybody gets that in their chair eventually. Yeah. So when people struggle in, in somewhere, like you like you said before, you know, like you picked on something and I didn't even know I, I provided the value for. It's going to happen to you when you post something. You, sometimes mm-hmm. you're just going to post it and you're not going to think anything of it and you're going to help so many people already. Yeah. Yeah. So in taking a little turn and even talking all that, um, talking about that for you. Um, all the, all the things you're into. You're into content creating, obviously. Um, you're behind the chair. You're our, our salon owner, right? Yeah, I got a barbershop. You got a barbershop, just the one? Just one. Uh, do you do anything else outside of that? I, mean, I got my studio. It's, just, it's got studio. Yeah, you do all this stuff like how you're doing it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just basically social media. So out of all, all those <clears throat> different areas of your life, like... What's the most important thing to you? I think at this point, mm, I would say maybe the content creating. Yeah. But then again, I can't ever stop cutting hair because that's the content I record. Yeah. So without cutting hair, I don't have any content. Yeah. I guess I could review clippers, but that's going to get boring too. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to have fun cutting hair. Yeah. Even if it's the same haircuts. I do get bored sometimes doing the same dude, same haircut. Mm-hmm. That gets old after a while, you know? So that's why I was, sometimes I'd be like, man, I, don't, I get bored of making content too sometimes. Yeah. What, what do you have in place or what are you doing to stop that from happening, to, to, to stop you from getting burnt out from content creating? Doing stuff like this, I guess. Trying something okay. new. Trying something new. Nice. So now the whole podcast. I want to put my, my personality out there, my character. Yeah. If I could, like, maybe drift a little bit, maybe off of uh, cutting hair. I'm not saying completely, but, like, mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit. Yeah. More Something more inspirational. That, that'd be cool, you know? Yeah. Um, just switch it up. See, see where this leads. Yeah. Get better at talking, you know? Yeah. Are are you naturally introverted or are you more extroverted? I would say introverted. It took yeah. me a while to get out of my comfort zone, bro. That was difficult. Especially that class. You know how hard that was for me to do that? <laughs> That's one of those things that um, I was scared of. I had a phobia. to yeah. Not really to be in front of people talking because I do the meetings and everything at my barbershop. So I'm used to talking in front of people. It was more or less like throwing a class yeah. And not be able to fill it up. Yeah. And just have one or two people. That that was my phobia. Yeah. I, dude, I know I know exactly what you mean. Um. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm so scared of doing that. So that, that means that that's what I got to do then. <clears throat> if I'm scared of doing that, I'm going to have to go and conquer my fear. And mm-hmm. after I did it, I was like, okay, well, now I'll feel better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean because... Um, I stutter really, really bad. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I, I, like when I was younger, it was like really, really bad to the point where I just didn't really talk that much. And when I started cutting hair, it was about, it was just about the creativity, right? It was about being able to take a guy from looking like how he looking to now he getting attention. 
And then you started doing this as a career, and I realized, oh, snap, I got to talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the one thing I didn't want to do. And one of the shops I work at, if you wasn't busy, you were required to grab a stack of cards and go out and pass out cards. So I kept myself busy all the time, whether I was working on clients or I'm sweeping up, cleaning I'm doing everything I can do to get out of having to go out and pass out cards. Because it's not, I'm not afraid of people. It's just, if I start stuttering and somebody say something crazy, I'm going to get back. <laughs> it's just going to turn into a thing. And I don't, I don't really want that, right? <laughs> so I had to find a way of how was I going to build a clientele. And I don't really like talking to people. So the first thing was I had to get really, really good behind the chair. And then the next thing was, there was this thing called the internet. So I got, I've been on the internet since, like, marketing myself since I, Black Planet and MySpace. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I, I don't even know what Black Planet is. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a thing, and it was like I figured out, I figured out by two thousand nine, like, I don't need a lot of followers. Like, I only just needed the right followers. So it was like, all I needed to do is make sure I had a thousand people that were locally, like within within the 20, 25 to 30 mile radius. Yeah. That's all I did for years. That's all that I did. And fast to, you know, to fast forward. I can't believe that I'm turning this camera on to myself. I can't believe that I'm on this microphone because this is the one thing that I've avoided. But I realized that me doing this, I'm discovering more about myself that I didn't even know was there. I'm discovering that it's more untapped value in me that's been lying dormant and that... um, when you reached out to me and said, hey, let's do something, my natural instinct was find something to do, find, you know, get busy doing something else. I didn't have time. But then it was just like, no, I remember this happening before. And being able to connect with somebody new, we end up just discovering something new like this. And it was like a new level of growth. Um, so I wanted to take the opportunity to just do it and come more out of my comfort zone. Do you have similar situations for yourself, like people who you've connected with that you can relate with that, whereas it's like they've stretched you out of your comfort zone and and they inspire you, and who would those individuals be? Man, dude, <clears throat> hell yeah. I even had stage fright before. And... It was a class that they had at Alhambra a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. It was a barbershop, so we did a class. And it was uh, Diego. And what's the other fellow? He was a Chinese guy. I can't remember his name right now. Very uh, Caesar? Yes. So it was them two, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm up there. They do this all the time. It was nothing. It was like walking in a park. <laughs> and I'm over here choking. Yeah. Having state fright. And I'm just like... And they're like, don't worry about it, bro. Like, we all go through that. It's, it's normal. Like, we, we just act like this because we're comfortable already. Like, we already found ourselves. Yeah. 
that and a bunch of other people that I've always surrounded myself with and they seen that I would get nervous and they would just remind them of when they were in that position. Yeah. So then that just kind of made me feel more comfortable. Like, okay, well, everybody goes through this. Yeah. Well, not everybody. Some people are just born like this and whatever, you know? Yeah, but, they're weird. But like, <laughs> like you and me, like, I'm shy. I'm a shy guy. Yeah. I used to hate social media. Like, don't don't bring me around social media. I don't like that. That's not even... I would never guess that's that. Not, that's not my cup of tea. Like, get, get the cameras away from me. <laughs> and now it's like, I live social media. Right. And now I have to be proper and you know be a good influence mm-hmm. so i gotta watch out what you say the, the more following and the more influence you have like you gotta say certain things and you, there's certain things you can't do yeah so now i gotta learn how to move and talk yeah otherwise you're gonna offend somebody and somebody's gonna take it the wrong way yeah yeah so uh so social media is your thing that's 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 would you say that to be true that that's that's something that that you you've mastered and are still are mastering well, I wouldn't say I mastered it yet, because then I would be a millionaire, you know, because all these have, yeah, all these social media gurus are millionaires. Yeah, but that's what, something I would like to get to. Just like how I wanted to become a full time barber, now eventually I want to become a full time content creator. Yeah, meaning like I don't need to, I don't need any other income. That's like, I'll have other income obviously because we're entrepreneurs, but like that'll be like my main source of income. Yeah, what, how, if you had to measure it. How far from from that are you from that being a reality? Man, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things that it's just gonna happen until I find my my niche or that one thing that I'm missing, that piece that you're missing. Yeah. And sometimes you you don't really know what it is until you're like try everything and then something just clicks and you just be like that's it right there. I didn't know I was looking for that, but that turned out to be what it is, that what yeah. it was. So, like when I started doing the whole beard thing and that's what really helped me kick it off, I didn't know that that was a thing that was going to like help me get all these followers, you know? Yeah. But that's, then I started to realize, okay, well, this part of my content is was really blowing up, so let me just keep doing that. Did I like doing that? Not really. Yeah. I just like to cut hair, but if that's what's working, well, then that's what I'm going to keep pushing out there. Yeah. So would you say for you, your method was to keep pushing, keep trying until you discover something new? Yeah, just keep trying everything. Yeah. Keep experimenting. Like you said, you just got to find yourself and see what it is that you like and just keep trying things and not be scared. You know, people are going to judge regardless. F them. It doesn't matter. And if anything, if they don't like it and if they start to judge, it just becomes even more viral. Mm. So, like, if, if people talk about you in a negative way, it's just, it's just going to blow up even more. Yeah. So, if they start to that. see you, oh, you're stuttering, stuttering, or you have a gap in your tooth, or you, yeah. just, you just look weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are the things that's actually going to help you. Yeah, they actually help. Yeah. 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 Do, so, do you think that... Is it safe to say that your audience, based off the content you make, is the barber community? Most of it. Okay. So do you think that a lot of times us trying to get it perfect and get everything right is really what's holding us back from discovering that that next level? Yeah, 100%. Because if you try to make it perfect all the time, it's just going to wait take way too much time. Yeah. And those imperfections is what gives you character. Otherwise, you're just going to be dull. Yeah. If it's too perfect, it becomes dull. 
Mm. It's like that's black good. and white. That's good. Like throw some color in there. Throw some mistakes. Yeah, that's good. You know, throw some sauce, whatever. When was the first time you discovered it? Um, when I started posting, sometimes you just don't really realize like all your little flaws or, or imperfections or your own way of doing things until people start pointing them out. And then you just be like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do see that. And, and I used to break the corner off my speedo guides, the, the guards, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't think anything of it. I used to break them off on purpose because it would get closer. Like the two zeros would turn into like a three zeros, right? It would mm -hmm. get real close. And then people would be like, damn, you can't even afford a new guard. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, but you know what? I'm thinking to myself, like, you don't even know. I, break, I do that on purpose. So then I started, like, talking about it. Like, hey, I break that corner so I could get closer. So then I started creating that um, content. It yeah, became that's valuable. Good. That's good. That's good. But I would have never known that if I didn't record it and if I wouldn't have posted that, you know? So there's things that you do that is very unique that a lot of people don't show it because either they think that it's wrong or, or they just don't want to get judged. Yeah. Yeah. So you like discovering new things. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. That's good. Because like, you get to know yourself a little more. Yeah. How, what's more important to you? Um, discovering new things about yourself or maintaining a certain image and persona before people? I would say I kind of try to balance it because I still want to keep a, a positive image so that companies feel comfortable reaching out to me and, and representing their brand if they need to. Yeah. So I still got to be some type of influence, positive influence. Yeah. But at the same time, like, break away a little bit from that. And if I have to speak my mind about certain things, as long as it's not offending people at a very, you know, drastic way, then I'm just going to go ahead and do that. So you know how, like, people were used to go back and forth about, like, enhancements and no enhancements? Mm -hmm. I did touch that subject a little bit, but then it, it started to become toxic. Yeah. Like, people were just going at war with each other. Yeah. Then I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to step away from that. It's, yeah. It's a little too much. At right. first, it was like just a debate. Now it's an argument. Right. Right. It's like you don't even, even respect people's opinion no more. It's just like you either think the way I think or you trash. Yeah. And it's, that's it's whack. Like, not everybody's going to work the same way. Yeah. Like let at the end of the day, who cares? Let them do whatever they want. They want to paint a whole dude's face, and the <laughs> guy's paying you two hundred dollars for it. Like, what do you yes. care? Right. What do you, what does it what does it bother you? Right. I don't get it. You press that button for me. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's. I think these debates that we have as barbers on the internet is what makes me like. When you look at like my explore feed, it's musicians, basketball. You know, maybe a couple of chefs here and there. I really don't really watch a whole lot of barber stuff except for people who I'm directly connected with because of that same reason. It's just how toxic it can be. Like it's and it's it's draining. I feel like we because especially here in Chicago, we know it all. So we just we just know everything, right? <laughs> and we miss out on so many opportunities. Like my big my personal biggest influence come from the East Coast. You know, like, you know, Barbara's there, you know. I remember the first time I seen Tyrese Jackson 
his work inside a Salon Sense magazine. And I saw like his work. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like Chicago, we have our look, right? We have a, there's a certain look about the way that we cut hair, but it's like when I saw people like Tyreek, Fahim Anderson, um, uh, Fahim Alexander, um, you know, Kenny Duncan, you know, me and Kenny, we, you know, we became real cool. Um, I just saw like over over in other cities, like they were way more open to share and build <clears throat> relationships. And then I started feeling like we don't have that here. And now I'm thinking that's not true. We just don't open our mouths. We got way more people here in Chicago that's willing to network and help one another out. I just think and 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 and, and people here in Chicago that are strong strong influence when uh, J Ruff came in yesterday and he's getting back in. I feel I feel like it's gonna be a brand new energy. I feel excited and motivated. I feel like I feel like competing again. I feel like I need to get in the gym. Um I feel like <laughs> I feel like um you know having you here in the space, I mean I'm 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 purposely not not bringing up certain things about like your social media presence and how he like like it it's it's a it's a significant impact that you have on on uh, social media when it comes to like barbering but i feel like like you said like you're discovering something new and it's like that's something that you do all day every day and you probably want to talk about something else (laughs) No, I mean I like talk- <clears throat> I like talking about it. I don't mind. You don't mind? <laughs> Not at all. But but even that the fact that you don't even mind talking about it. Like Chicago barbers, hairstylists, barbers, we just kinda like the game is to be sold, not told, right? And that's we have that. And 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 there's there's some there's some truth in that. I mean you should you should sell stuff. You should always have have something to sell, but Going back to that class that you did, you gave out way more information than what we paid for. (laughs) Like, and you said it, you was like, you was talking and that class wasn't even ready for it. But I still felt like you had a heart to help. You weren't trying to like bring a bunch of people in the class and add up. Okay, if I charge this and I got these many people, it, it didn't seem like it was just about the bag. It seemed like... You really wanted to help people like really grow. And the reason why I'm taking my time and I keep talking about the same thing, because it's like everybody's trying to go to Atlanta. Everybody's trying to go to, you know, Texas to find this type of help and community. Like, no. like You know what it was? Here. Since it was my first class, I I felt like I didn't really have, and which I didn't, I didn't have the full like experience mm-hmm. and you know how it is when you do something the first time it's okay to undercharge because like if you undercharge then everybody's gonna feel like they they got a lot for their dollar mm-hmm. where they might even advertise you or be like you know i got hooked up i feel like i came up so i wanted everybody to feel that way yeah so i over deliver and underpaid uh, undercharged yeah so that everybody that left that class left with a good positive impact yeah 
So when, if I want to have more in the future, they're going to be like, I recommend it, you know? Or yeah. they might even come back for whatever it is that they missed or they feel like they need to come and and <clears throat> redo it, you know? Yeah. So it's crazy that you say that because I, I did that on purpose for the same <laughs> reason. Yeah, and, and it's like, and like, do you realize how many barbers like go to a class, take notes, and then they doing a class regurgitating the same stuff that they just wrote down mm-hmm. and charging way more. Have you noticed that there's a lot of people now doing content creating classes? Mm-hmm. You've seen that? I don't think when I did that, I don't think there were any other content creating classes. <laughs> I think I just opened that door. Yeah. And I didn't care. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me step into this content creating world, even though it's not like fully for barbering. Yeah. But I don't care. Like, let me just step yeah. into it. And now yeah. I see people doing it. Yeah. And even like I did, I would never call it content. I, I mean, I didn't call it, but I never, people come in here. Bring your camera in here and you light whatever you have, and I'll show you how to do it. But like you said, like nobody was really in the barber community doing a content creating class, not for hairstyles. I mean, you may have like, I know a couple of people that that were doing it, but we weren't calling it that, and it wasn't packaged in the way that you presented. I felt like, I felt like what you were trying to do was show people how to better present them on, uh, better present themselves online, to build up their personal brand, to open up opportunities to make more money online, doing the stuff that they're already doing. Yep. If I if I had to sum it up, that's that's what you nailed it. Yeah. Completely nailed it because you you don't only just get paid through selling uh, products through your brand. You also get paid monetizing and then endorsements. Mm-hmm. Even if the company doesn't pay you, like if they're giving you free clippers, which Gamma does very well doing, and they give you, and Babyliss too, they'll give you free clippers. If they give you free stuff, I mean, if you think about it, these clippers are not cheap nowadays. Everything's going for like, what, 250 Yeah. So if they give you the trimmer and the clipper, now you're at like close to 500 Yeah. So if they give you this, it's like, okay, well, it's already a come up. And then you're getting monetized. Now that's passive income. You're getting the whole audience. Now you have potentially of having a, a, a class. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's eventually what you want to end up at, you know, having a class. Yeah. And, and just keep it, this is what I always tell people, like, don't be afraid to give gems away. Because even if you give all your gems away, there's going to be certain things that is not going to be enough. There's going to be gaps, right? Yeah. Where they're not going to be able to, like, fully um, replicate what, what you're showing in the video. Mm-hmm. So then they're going to ask for that class. Right. And that's when you come in with the class and be like, okay, if you want something more in debt, which they will ask you because everybody wants to, and your my DMs are full of like people asking me questions <laughs> like, bro, I can't give you a class through a DM. Right. Even if I did, like, let's be honest, it's not worth it for me. Yeah. Like, what, where am I benefiting out of this? I, I guess I could help people, but then, then I got to help him, her, and everybody else. Yeah. Like, what about my family, you know? Yeah. What about myself? I, I need help. Right. Right, right. Man, it's I feel like I feel like um here like I'm I'm gonna always talk about like Chicago barbers and, and things that we're doing here because I'm intentionally trying to counter what we always hear about Chicago on the news. It's always a killing, it's always some robbery, 
the carjacking of the past two years has been ridiculous. And I just feel like it's always, every time you turn on the news, it's always another sad story. And it's like, I feel like, yeah, Chicago has that reputation, but it's really dope people here in this city. I just so happen, I'm a barber, so I know the people that come to my salon, and I know the other barbers that are around. And and I'm going to always try my best to kind of just represent and just kind of put a like a positive spotlight on like there's some really good people here in the city um but that being said do you feel like you're you're a Chicago into the core or do you have your eyes on a different city I think that Chicago's always going to be my city mm-hmm. and I, I I do like representing Chicago because we are different we carry ourselves different and even if I try not to do it, when I go to another town or another show or whatever, people see that you're like, oh, you, you carry yourself different. Mm-hmm. You're more like urban, but not 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 New York. Yeah. So we have our own swag to it. Yeah. With that being said, I do like my Chicago ness slash like Hispanic, mm-hmm. so that I could feel like I could represent not only Chicago but also the the Latin community. Yeah. Just because of my accent, because mm-hmm. I have an accent, you know, it comes off sometimes a little stronger than, than other times, and I feel like they're shy because they feel like they have an accent too. So they're <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to like come off and say things wrong, and it's like, it's okay, you know, like look at me, I'm over here stuttering, yeah, and not just that, you know, like there's just one category of the of the Latin, but like just in general, mm-hmm. representing Chicago, yeah, I know there's a lot of dope ass barbers in Chicago everywhere we just bunch of them they just don't grab the camera yeah 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 it's, it's Chicago so... is full of talented barbers full it's like you go you go barbers. you go to a local barber uh barber competition and it's like god damn mhm yeah these dudes are sick <laughs> i agree and then you'd be like you know like what's your social media i, I have one but i don't really use it like i'm, I'm not really with that yeah but I know you have to hear this and see this. That so many people feel like if I just learn how to cut better, then I can have a successful business behind the chair. Do you think that that's a false ideology? Yeah, because I, th- you know, and I feel like a lot of people agree with this: is that customer service and the way you present yourself outshines skill. Right? Every single time. You can be the coldest barber, but if your work ethic is not there, you're not really going to make it. If if you're a professional and you know how to carry yourself, you're going to have your your chair spinning all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Same thing with the the social media. You don't have to be the dopest barber, but if you know how to record and and market yourself and be consistent, you're going to have the most followers. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I was going. I was saying it was, was there a correlation between that and the social media? Because you have so many of us that won't post our work because we feel like I'm not turning my camera on to my work starts looking like this this certain way, right? So mm-hmm. they won't turn the camera on. Yeah. And I started realizing that a lot of times <laughs> that dope work that we see on social media 
It looked like that because they turned their camera on. <laughs> it looked like that from from the video editing to the to the lens choice to I'm gonna say the editing again. <laughs> uh, I forgot who was that 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 exposed it. I think Andrew does hair was the first person I seen expose the um, the photo editing in a uh, Photoshop with the blends. Yeah, he was the first one that I seen kind of like just like expose it. Like, look, this this is what those guys are doing. And this is this is what I see all the time with video, when they make videos. Mm -hmm. They're doing the fade. The fade is stupid hot, right? There's no no corner gone. <laughs> and then they come in with the lining with the razor and all of a sudden they have a shadow. It's like, you know damn well they use enhancements. Yeah. Did they put it in the video? Of course not. Right, right. They took that out. They took that off. Yep. Is that is that foul play? To somebody, it's, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, is is marketing and if you fall for that, yeah. Then we fall for it all the time. When you see these billboards with these sandwiches and burgers. It's, that's what marketing is. Yes, that's all that it is. So if, if that's helping him grow as a barber and do better for himself and put food on this table. Yeah. He needs to cares? keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah. You're not hurting anybody else. And, yeah. they're, and they're, they're falling for that. Well, then I'm sorry to say, but it's their fault for being ignorant. <laughs> you can't slow yourself for every for every for anybody, really. Yeah. Like yeah. oh you know what I feel like he's not gonna uh, he's he's gonna I'm gonna send him off so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put money in my plate so, because he's gonna think that I'm a fraud. Yeah, yeah. Something I do want to ask you: um, your haircuts that you do for social media, like uh, when you're specifically whether you're representing a brand, whether you're trying to to gain new followers. What's the difference between those haircuts and the ones you do? just on your regular clients is there is there any difference or do you spend more time on, on those haircuts to be honest with you i could record every single haircut that i do that's why i spend so much time i could turn on the camera at any point and the haircut's gonna be the same whether the camera's on or off and at the same time i get my clients used to this type of service mm -hmm. that they don't expect anything less yeah so they're going to be like, damn, you're only going to cut me like this when the camera's on? You better have the camera on rolling then. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I charge them this much is because, like, I'm going to put my and give it all, my all. Yeah. Every haircut that you get in my chair is going to be video, video ready. Video it's going to be like, you know how some people get their models and then they plan for uh, content? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm doing that shit all day. Yeah, and I don't pick who comes. Like, yeah. they just booked it. Oh, I guess. Okay. I mean, in the morning, I'd be like, or the night before, I'd be like, let me see who's gonna come. Okay, I could do a video at this time. I already did this dude like a hundred times. I can't make the same video right. on the same guy with the same haircut all the time. So I'm like, I'm gonna skip him. Oh, this guy is always gonna. It's always it's certain people that if I remake the video, it doesn't matter how many times I've done it, it's gonna hit every time. I don't know why. Like, it's, yeah, maybe the. People think that they're good looking. I don't know. Whatever the case is, people like to see this dude get a haircut. So you just dropped something else. So you're saying that it's okay to repost the same type of content. I have, I put all my stuff on, on, on Google Drive. <laughs> and when I feel, don't feel like making content or I'm not feeling myself or whatever the case is, I'm just going to 
throw the back, throw the concept back in motion. I try to do the ones that hit the hardest because I already know those are going to hit. Yeah. So I'll just keep recycling. I call that recycling. Recycling, recycling content. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that in the class, then I went back and I looked at your social media. I was like, why didn't I see it's this It's the same before? people. <laughs> you, you look, you, you go through my social media content, you, you're going to see the same guy. A hundred times. Yes. And then I'm looking at the numbers now because you got us to start like start like paying attention to like the numbers. I'm seeing like the consistency in in the engagement that you get. I was like, man, I've been doing this all the way wrong. <laughs> so if I can be selfish, can I ask you a content creating question? Of course. From the time you turn that camera on to the process of posting what's your like your your approach or do you do you like so i tell you the problem that i'm having and then maybe your answer will help help with like clarity for me so i take my sd card out of the camera i put it in the computer and i load it on to my computer I try my best to put it in a folder to manage it, but I noticed like after a month, I just kind of get lost with what's there. And I heard you mention that you got everything in the Google Drive. Your process from getting out of the camera onto the computer to posting, what method do you use to keep everything organized um, so, so, it's, so that you don't get bottlenecked? Or do you get bottlenecked where it's like you got files everywhere you're talking about the clips the the raw clips yep so i'm using the black magic mm -hmm. and these are raw so a massive file massive i have to delete them so i delete my 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 clips but then like i i keep the main video right so then I put my video into like a Google Drive. So I keep the main videos. I get rid of the. You get rid of. I it. get rid of them. I have to. It's way too much. One one clip could be one gig, two gigs, three gigs. Right. See, I keep. I was keeping everything. I guess you can. But for me, that's it's impossible. Yeah. I would have to have a tower with like a hundred gigs more. How do you have your files? Not even gigs. I have. Let me let me rephrase it. I have one memory card that's a four terabyte, uh -huh. and then in the Samsung it's a two terabyte. So gigs is out of, already out the out of the equation. Yeah, I can only record like four or five haircuts on a two gig, six seven haircuts on a four gig. So why? And I, I, I know the answer to this, but I just need you to say why would you record? in that way raw why would you record raw in those massive files why can't you be like everybody else and get a regular dslr <laughs> why you had to get the black magic why why did you do that okay so black magic is is notorious for the color right um so if you know how to color correctly it's just going to have a different look to it because mm -hmm. when you add color to um, a video that already has a filter on it because if, if, it, if it has color it has a filter on it so yeah. you, if you look at it like a coloring book mm -hmm. and you want to color a coloring book it's going gonna, it's gonna to come off a little weird the colors are going to be a little off but when you color when you throw color into a raw file 
uh, that has is black and black and gray. No, black and gray. Black and white. Mm-hmm. More more so like gray, right? And you put the color in there. The colors are gonna. They're just gonna like sit a lot better because yeah. it's raw. Yeah. And, and 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 color and color correcting is more important than the actual resolution. Mm. It just looks better. Why is that important to you? Um, because not a lot of people are doing the color correction, so I want to stand out. Yeah, you do it to stand out. Yeah. 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 And I do record in 6K so that I could zoom in and still keep my re- my pixels. Because yeah. when you, let's say you record 1080 or 4K and then you zoom in to a certain extent, it just starts to look blurry because the pixels are expanded. Yeah. yeah that's, that was one thing I got from you. So I don't have the 6K camera, guys. But I did take the 1080 and I edit on a 720p timeline. Okay. So you can zoom in. Yep. 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 I, I, took, I took the same method and I realized that like the average person looking at what I'm doing, they don't know the difference. Their eye isn't even really trained to know the difference between 4K and 1080. I get so many messages about like. Oh man, you shooting with that 4K camera? I'm like, dude, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing that at all. Um, you know what it is too? Is because you use good lighting. Yeah, lighting is gonna be super important. So you probably drop your your ISO. Yeah, ISO is on 100. So then there's no noise, and then it's gonna be super clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was. Um, <laughs> once I learned that. You know, I I kind of feel like taking, you know, your class, taking classes that I got from Ray Mentorigano, classes that I've been, you know, virtual classes from Andrew Does Hair and Tab Cuts Hair. I got those. Those are like the, my mentors. Once, once um, I learned. M- A little bit more about the camera, how to how to, how to how to work the camera. You know, things got better for me, right? As far as visually. But once I got into lighting, that changed everything. Everything. It made my phone look better. Yeah. It made my my old my old phones look better. It's just everything was just better. And I like that you said that um, it was just about being different, right? Like you you invested. You invested in in those cameras so that you can be able to zoom in and manipulate the photo, however, uh, the video, however you want, without losing that quality that you wanted. But shooting in raw, now you have control over that color, and it's like if somebody's listening quick, all they hear is like, "Man, what are they talking about?" But the main thing you just said was like, "I want it to be different from everybody else." Yep. Your videos <laughs> are absolutely different than all of us. That's that's on there. Like I know that I can't compete. My camera can't compete with that Black Magic, just in and of itself. But I do know finding my voice, finding what I'm good at, finding what's unique about me. That levels the playing field because it's just like cutting hair. It ain't what clipper you're using. It's the person that has the tool in their hand. And I think that that 
there's there's enough out here where where you know we can share the same space and be good. There don't have to be any fighting. There don't have to be any yeah. no beef, nothing like that. Because um, the things that I'm into, things that I do, you do something completely different. Exactly. And I feel like I've said it enough. Like you've been an inspiration to me. You've inspired me, motivated me when I lost motivation. And um, and I think that recording content like this and coming together like this is my main objective is to put this out. Some younger barber. Maybe even somebody that's not younger. They've just been in it just as long as us. But they're stuck. They can just hear that one little thing that moves the needle from for them. Or they can just make that next step forward and rediscover something new. That's what I hope people would get out of this. Um, how do you feel? I think that's perfectly said. And that's what I've been saying lately. That... If you're trying to grow your, grow your platform, you need to be able to, like, contribute value. Yeah. So if you could change people's way of thinking or give them a solution to a question they've been having for a while they can't find the answer to, then we just uh, elevated ourselves. Mm-hmm. And now we gain some respect. We just gained a um, loyal follower or whatever it is, a, a, a supporter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how we change the lives of the people that sit in our chairs. You know, we 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 contribute to their self-esteem and 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 the way they they carry themselves for the rest of the day. Like if we could help those people that are following and and, and constantly watching our content, they're gonna treat us the same way. They're gonna be quick to support us when we we have something when we ready to have a a, a show or yeah. or have a brand and yeah. or a class because we've been giving value to them. Now they wanna contribute and give back to us yeah now they have the mutual respect you know and we never met them but you see them in person and they show you mad love yeah yeah i would say just to kind of sum up everything it it seems like what what we've been kind of touching on is like is one i'm i'm trying my best to show like chicago barbers support chicago like this and and i'm and I'm paying homage to you on camera, just just acknowledging, you know, what you've personally done for me. That way I, I'm not just speaking generally, like, oh, man, you really helped me. But I can't tell you nothing specifically. I'm sort of telling you specifically what it is. But I think the one takeaway that I think, and then you may see something different, is that we are, we we both been talking about, like, trying something new to discover something new about yourself and using that uniqueness about yourself to help you stand out. It's a strength. So whatever your flaw, or you think it's a flaw, it's actually your strength. Yeah. The stuttering. That's you. I I haven't even heard you stutter. Stutter. You see see how I didn't (laughs) say that right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. For mine, it was, it was it could it could be a lot worse, but I just think is I think because I'm I'm comfortable right now, and then I'm I mean I'm in the shop, so 
me being in my own space, you know, home court, it's like, and I'm, I'm good, you know. <laughs> um, but um, is it is it anything before we go? Is it anything that you want people to know about what's going on new with you? What you have planned for this year? Um, anything new that you're trying to work on and improve on so we can watch your journey? I think this whole like podcast, I would like to tap in a little more. Um, speaking, get, get getting my words to, you know, be able to provide more value. Yeah. And so basically say less, but mean more, you know, yeah. um, and get more into education. I feel like education is, is, is really good where the money's at. Yeah. 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 And building my platforms. Yeah. Cause I see these guys becoming millionaires mm -hmm. off of platforms mm -hmm. and that's always a passive income. Like we don't have to sell drugs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't sell drugs. <laughs> so I got to find another way to make money. And I don't want to be behind the chair all day. Because yeah. that, that kills your health after yeah. a while. I don't care. Like, be, I know. Believe me, I know. Not only that, but. Press that one more time. Yep, last time. But it keeps you away from everything else. Even when you're a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how was this for you? I think this was great. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a good practice. Yeah. So maybe next time we could do it in my studio, you know, just kind of switch the scene a little bit. Yeah. Maybe so it seems like you already got this packed down. I haven't done it yet, so I'll, me doing it is is probably going to like <laughs> not be as good, but oh man, no. <laughs> um I need to get my practice, you know. Yeah. Yeah, de definitely um you know Another thing that I would like to tap into is like stepping it out away from the barber game a little bit. Maybe talk about other topics, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Since I already feel like I got the the platform where I could perhaps touch another topic, you know, besides barbering, because yeah, there's a lot bigger industries out there, you know. Yeah. So um, I mean, maybe you might be interested. Um, I'm getting ready to start a book club. Mm. Um, not a barber. <laughs> like I mean, I I love this. This is how I take care of my family. But I'm at a point where I can care less about a haircut. Like I've been this at twenty. I, I'm 24 years in. Um, I'm I'm not exactly sure how long you've been behind a chair, but 18. 18. So years. yeah, you're taking me yeah. six years. So I mean. I'm discovering that it's just, and it's like, it's crazy to say you're discovering it, but it's more to life than just being behind this chair. And um, I think I'm starting a book up for the sole purpose of just learning something outside of. So the first book that I'm going to introduce to like my little small group is uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Have you heard it? No. I just recently started reading books not not even reading them um audio books yes audio book is that's my go-to yeah so who moved my cheese is is the next one and just more so i think i want to just come and maybe once a month just like see if we can point out some of those gems those those like takeaways like those tangible takeaways not just like oh it was a good book 
but you weren't able to pull nothing from it, right? Like just being able to read something and then use it like immediately. Um, I mean, I've so I've been doing audio books for forever. Um, really? Oh yeah, it's something new to me, but I like something it. new. So yeah. I got into audio books because I couldn't. Anytime I sat down and read, I'm a slob all in the book because <laughs> I you know, fell asleep. Um, yeah. And when my family was growing and I felt like they needed more from me than I was than I was able to offer, I could. There was no way as a man I can look at my son and know that there's more that I could do, and I just didn't. I couldn't do that. So it was like, for me, it was like, by any means necessary, I'm going to learn something. So I got into audio books. My first book was um, 12 Daily Habits to Guarantee Tomorrow's Success by John C. Maxwell. Okay. And I only could only listen like 15 minutes at a time before I'm like, I'm like what's going on? <laughs> so I did it in 15 minute, uh, 15 minute increments. So I listened for 15 minutes and then I stopped. And I did that every every single hour. I would listen on with my headphones 15 minutes every hour. Sometimes I would have to go back and re-listen to the same thing. But now, I mean, I can listen to audiobook for six, seven hours straight and retain like 70% of the information. Damn. Um, and, but um, my secret hack is that um, I don't, I listen at um, either one and a half times the speed or two times the speed. Mm, I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. Speed it up. Yeah, because it be slow. Yeah. It be slow sometimes. And the reason why I speed it up is because if someone's talking fast, it makes you listen more. Because mm. you're trying to hear what they're saying, so you're more in tune to it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so when I first started doing that, I would do it at like one and a quarter times the speed and did not work my way up. So that means if it's a book that's seven hours, I'm getting it done. Three and a half. Yeah. So I can get through books fast. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. I'm going to try that. I didn't yeah. know you could do that. Yeah. So just so, give me a gem. Yeah. That's the heck. I'm trying to give you something. <laughs> something. I mean, no, you give me a lot more than what you think, for real. Really? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was a good experience already. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Like, um, this is actually, like, my first, like, true podcast. No, I, I did one before, but... This is like the first barbering podcast. Really? Yeah. So definitely a good experience. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad too. And I, I feel like I've been holding myself back just talking about stuff that I, I feel like we have a lot in common and we probably can keep just, just be talking yeah. forever. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think we could. But, but I feel like if it's cool with you, you know, if you want to get together and do something together... Again, like you said at your studio, I'm up for it. Yeah, man, we got to. Um, so it's, we're gonna get practice. Yeah, I think that um, I don't know who's gonna edit this. Is it's either you or your son? You you do, you do yourself? Probably. I'm I'm gonna try to get him in on it. Um, but more than I I do the most of uh, the majority of it. I think it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to see what comes out of this. You know. Yeah. So for the most part, just like heads up, like how we've been talking. The long I'm gonna have a long format where I'm just gonna leave it raw, like like just just as is. But then I'm gonna pull out those moments for like, for like those go media. very well with TikToks and yeah, even Instagram. Even now with uh, YouTube, the shorts. Yes, 
Now they started paying with that too. Started started fe February first. So I feel like I really need to come connect with you so I can learn more about that. Cause like I said earlier, like my own, I'm only doing everything from behind the chair. Like yes, I know how to retail. I know how to upsell my tickets. I do well behind. I do I do pretty good behind the chair, but. I'm exchanging my time for it, and I don't want—I don't want to do that no more. So I feel like I definitely want to come and you know be in your space and just just see you create, and you know we talk about more on the content creating or talk more about how is the audio book journey going for you. We can do whatever. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Jesse, man, I appreciate you. How can people uh, uh, stay connected with you? Oh, well, they can reach me on my social media platforms. They will have the same name, which is Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, -S -S -E, dot Elite, E-L-I-T-E, -E, 87. I got TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. What else? Instagram, of course. Yeah. And Facebook now. Oh, snap. Yeah, Facebook is paying very well, man. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I want to know more about that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, what's your preferred method to to, uh, to be contact? Is it is it either one of the platforms or, or is it one particular that you like? Instagram, Instagram DMs. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at the most of the time. That's cool. So right. I get messages throughout all of them, and it's crazy. Yeah, so, too much. <laughs> so I make sure that sure that you tag in every single clip and I redirect people your way. Appreciate you, boss. bro. I appreciate you coming out out this way. It was a great experience, bro. Thank you, man. All right, welcome to the shed. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. That was good.